Have you heard the news about heavy metal contamination in commercially produced baby foods in the United States? Stay tuned to find out how you can protect your children. Welcome to Portable Practical Pediatrics, a podcast for parents and families, a place dedicated to children and their well-being. And now, direct from Studio 1E in Charlotte, North Carolina, here's your host, Dr. Paul Smolin. I think many Americans were shocked by the recent discovery that most, not just some, but most infant formulas and baby foods sold in the United States and manufactured in the United States by some of the biggest companies are contaminated with a variety of toxic heavy metals. Some of the contamination had its source in the actual food uh, that was tainted with the metals, and some contamination came after the canning and processing and storage processes. Being organic did not affect whether the metals were present. That label doesn't mean anything when it comes to heavy metal contamination in a baby food. Fortunately, none of the baby formulas or baby foods had enough toxin to be harmful with a single ingestion, but repeated frequent ingestion raised that possibility. Congress is now taking an interest in this problem, and the FDA is thinking of setting safe limits for metals in baby foods. So what's the big problem with a little bit of trace heavy metals in foods? Well, We've known for hundreds of years that heavy metals like mercury and lead are toxic to the brain uh, of anyone, but especially to young children, especially when their brains are taking shape. You probably heard the expression, mad as a hatter. Well, that expression came about from the observation that mercury-containing chemicals that are used in making hats frequently led to its users becoming crazy. The ancient Greeks and Romans recognized that lead was poisonous, most famously by the observation that the lead pipes that Romans used to line their aqueducts created a powdery residue that we now know as lead carbonate, uh, and that fouled the water and made its citizens sick. Hence, this type of lead poisoning via pipes became known as plumism. And of course, we have all heard of adding arsenic to foods as a popular method of carrying out a murder. In my home state of North Carolina, the Velma Barfield was put to death, executed for multiple murders she committed by poisoning her victims, some of which were her relatives, slowly with the sweet-tasting arsenic that she added undetected to their tea and other drinks. Yes, heavy metals are very toxic, especially to babies and young children. There is no denying this fact. Their toxicity affects primarily a child's nervous system, and that injury that it creates to their brains is permanent. After early life exposure, the child has lost IQ for the rest of their life. I know that sounds overly dramatic, but it is the truth, and this is why every parent needs to be focused on this issue. Well, whose responsibility is it to protect unborn babies and young children from being injured by heavy metals in our environment? Well, as I said before, it is clear that these toxins are in our living space from now forward. 
but that doesn't mean we should let babies suffer injury from them. We have to learn to live with them. In my mind, it's everyone's responsibility to minimize children's exposure. Parents, manufacturers of especially food, and governmental agencies missioned to do so. Think about it. When you get on a plane, you expect that the pilots, the people in the tower, the mechanics, and the manufacturer of the plane were were responsible for the craft to be safe. We don't expect the passengers to know how to fly or repair the plane, and neither should we expect parents to understand toxicology. No, we have to rely on farmers, manufacturers, and FDA and USDA to ensure that foods our children eat are as safe as possible. And frankly, as the recent news indicates, they have all let us down. Clear standards have not been issued by the FDA. Manufacturers have played games with testing ingredients, but not with their end product that babies actually consume. And labeling of these toxins is non-existent. It is interesting to read the FDA's response to these revelations. A link is provided in my show notes. So what can parents do to protect their children? Fortunately, there are some simple things that can help. Here's a list of five simple dietary actions that parents can take to reduce harm from contaminated baby foods. You will notice from the list, getting rice and rice flour out of your child's diet is a key action towards controlling exposure. Check out my show notes to find this list. Well, I'm going to run through a number of suggestions by experts of how to reduce heavy metal exposure in your children, and there are links in the show notes, so feel free to check those out. Um, Experts recommend that you uh, eliminate puff snacks like that are so popular with toddlers, those little little puffs they love to eat, um, and teething biscuits, and anything made with rice husks. Uh, They also want you to eliminate uh, altogether rice cereal, I know it's traditionally a first food in this part of the world, but uh, it's really not healthy. Uh, They also recommend that you not give your babies any fruit juice. These are made of concentrate and uh, are often contaminated. And you need to be very careful with fruits and vegetables, especially the root type like carrots and sweet potatoes. They're at the top of the list of offending vegetables. And here's another list of actions that was put together by the American Academy of Pediatrics uh, recently as another uh, way to reduce heavy metal exposure for your children. Check your water. Heavy metals can be in water, especially if you have well water. I don't think if you have city water, this is a problem. But if you have a well, uh, you might want to get that checked. Breastfeed if possible. You know, we we talked about the fact that... um, Many, if not most, infant formulas sold in this part of the world uh, have some heavy metal contamination. Breast milk does not. Avoid fruit juice. Well, that's just good advice anyway, but fruit juices can be high in heavy metals. Um, I've done podcasts before on this issue, making healthy fish choices. Uh, So check that out. I'll put those in the show notes as well. But uh, many of the predator fish, cold water, fatty fish, are high in uh, mercury, and that should be avoided in young children. There, there are safe options, fortunately. And consider making homemade baby food. Make your own. Go to the farmer's market and get them. Uh, the veggies, it'd be 
fun for everybody, a little more work, but I think uh, the end product will be better. And I also address uh, lead hazards in your home, uh, making sure that there's no peeling paint if you live in an older home or you can get home testing kits that will test the amount of lead in your baby's environment. And don't smoke and don't vape. I wasn't aware of this, but uh, cadmium, one of those heavy metals that can is toxic to young children, is given off uh, in the vaping process and it's in the air and it can be inhaled by young children. So we recommend that you stay away from that for your health as well as your children's health. Well, I hope you now have some idea of the enormity of the problem of heavy metal pollution and why it is so important for the well-being of the next generation that we get a handle on solving it now. What could be more precious than the brain power of our next generation? Could it be that the increase in autism and ADHD that we have been forced to accept as normal could have been caused by toxic metals that have crept into our environment? and into industrialized food chain in the past half century? I think that is a reasonable possibility. Loose regulations got us to this sad state of affairs, and strict regulations and consumer awareness can get us out. It is time for American parents to demand action and hold their representatives to account for their lax oversight. The problem of exposure to these metals is not going away. And in fact, it's getting harder and harder in today's chemical-laden world. You see, things like lead, arsenic, mercury, and cadmium are in the air, the soil, and the water, and will be for the entirety of your children's lives. Learning how to minimize its toxic effect is something we owe the next generation. Well, here are a few common-sense things we could, as a society, do today that would go a long way toward protecting babies. Warning labels on baby foods with understandable levels of heavy metals. Let the consumer truly be informed. That's probably our most powerful weapon. Set standards for contamination based on end product that a baby actually consumes rather than the starting ingredients the manufacturer has purchased and processes. Adopt the international standards of safety. Heavily fine companies that fail to meet standards that are set. Force companies to have recalls when standards are not uh, met uh, with, with all the negative publicity that 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 recall would generate. I think that would change corporate America's behavior very quickly. Encourage parents to make their own baby foods from ingredients they trust. It's ironic that the American Academy of Pediatrics, from my career, discouraged parents from making their own baby foods based on a few reports of nitrate poisoning. Uh, that's mostly from excessive fertilizer on the food, in infants. And now we have a situation of widespread documented harm to infants from the companies tasked with making the, quote, safe food for babies. Very ironic. And finally, pay close attention when feeding your babies and children any food that has been through an industrialized process before it gets into your children's tummies. Don't just accept the assumption that it is safe, especially if it has any rice in it. That includes most of the puffs that are so popular with toddlers. So that's where we are in February 2021. 
as if the pandemic was not enough, now we're dealing with the toxic effects of food on our most vulnerable citizens, our babies. Please take a few moments and contact your representatives and demand more action on this issue. And as far as the baby food manufacturers, I recommend you vote with your feet. This is Dr. Paul Smolin. You know, Doc Smo, reminding you that when it comes to babies and rice, before you lift that spoon, think twice. Until next time. I would like to thank the following people for their assistance in the production of this podcast. Dr. David Jaffe, the voice of the introduction. Robert Beezer, the composer-arranger of the intro music. Anne Gesner, my wonderful content editor. Benjamin Smolin and Jerome Moof, the talented musicians who produced this delightful theme music. Sarah Smolin and Nathaniel Horlick for their digital wizardry. And Wendy Smolin, Esquire, and Seth, the Rocket Man Barrister Jaffe, for their inspirational guidance. Thanks, guys. By listening to this podcast, you agree to all of the terms and conditions found at the docsmo.com website. This docsmo.com podcast is informational only. Dr. Smolin does not diagnose, treat, or offer specific medical advice for your child. For specific medical advice regarding your child, consult his or her health care provider.